It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. As we uh, head into a really fast-paced Tuesday, got a lot lined up for you. In fact, we will hear from the uh, new Baylor offensive coordinator, get to hear from him uh, and some of his conversation that uh, had a sit-down with J-Mo, John Morris himself, voice of the Bears. That'll happen today at 1.20. But right off the top, and of course we'll talk about the Cowboys' new defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn. Are you excited about it? Are you excited about that hire? Are you kind of blah about that? Are you thinking Legion of Boom? I mean, is that what you're thinking? Are you excited? I mean, I am. Uh, I'm very excited. I've been trying to. I've been trying to catch up. Um, ooh, this is interesting, Stephen. Let's see. Um, this would be. Oh, this is very, very interesting. We almost uh, were able to secure Dan Quinn today, but the Cowboys PR has intervened. They're worried <laughs> that us getting Dan Quinn could open the floodgates for all the media. Oh well, no! They were going to give Dan open Quinn the floodgates then to Mosley and Warder. And then, of course, we would have brought it straight to ESPN Central Texas. Our listeners would have heard it first after we taped it. Oh, man, on the Doomsday Podcast. Central Texas's favorite podcast about the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, it, it appears, oh, man, and Warder's not happy. Oh, my God. I'm going to, I'm going to, ooh, he gave it a good grief. I'm going to give it a. I'm going to give it a curse word. I'm going to give it a real strong curse word there just to kind of let him know. I, calm down. I'm, hey, calm I'm down. With I'm with him. No, I just needed to, I needed to show my support as the Cowboys. So Dan Quinn basically says, see, that's another lesson, Stephen. See, I grew up in the world of covering the Cowboys. You didn't go asking for permission, right? You didn't go ask for permission. <laughs> you asked for forgiveness. In this, yes. <laughs> And it, it, what happened is it, it, some of these Baylor PR people who are my great friends will tell you, yeah, Mosley has a way of going straight to the coach. Well, I know part of that's because I've been friends with a lot of them for 20 years, but that's okay. I like to do things sometimes, Stephen, through the proper protocols, okay? And, and, and I'm getting a little bit better about that in life. But uh, that's, uh, that's interesting. That is very interesting. Um, so Dan Quinn had agreed to do something with Ed, and now Cowboys PR trying to put a stop to it. So I guess he's trying to decide kind of how to handle this, and we will uh, we'll keep everybody uh, we'll keep everybody posted on whether or not we're going to get Dan Quinn. That is uh, that is really interesting. So we're close to getting him. In fact, we're uh, I'm going to tape something at 3 this afternoon, Stephen, where we were going to talk about Dan and uh, talk about could you bring the Legion of Boom, the old Seattle defense that he was the uh, – I wouldn't say he was the architect because Pete Carroll gets a lot of credit for that, but he was the D coordinator when they were at their best. Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor. Who else was it, Stephen? You remember those were the – I just named the safeties. Can you name some cornerbacks? back in the day, from the Legion of Boom. 
Uh, Richard Sherman was a corner on that defense. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Big, big name. Big, big, uh, long, lengthy corner. I can't remember who was on the other side there. But, yeah, that was uh, that was a heck of a secondary. Byron somebody. By- there was uh, – oh, man, now I've got to think back about it. Richard Sherman, Byron, just not coming to me. Had another had another cornerback, and then of course Cam Chancellor would bring it. He would bring the wood, and then Earl Thomas before Earl and his brother went out on some escapades. Byron Maxwell. There you go. There you go. One thing I could do, Stephen, is just kind of pull out first names from many years ago. Can't always get the full day. Yeah, my Google searches during this hour are just like Byron Seahawks. It's just a first name of somebody <laughs> and kind of their affiliation. I think that's right, though. I think Byron played a little cornerback for them. And uh, we'll have the Legion to boom. We'll, we'll stay on top of this. It looks like Dan Quinn wants to be on the Doomsday Podcast via ESPN Central Texas, via the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. So we will stay on top of that. Last night, Stephen, it was blowout. I kind of had that feeling. I, I was, I knew Ohio State's like, didn't it feel like that if they had to punt? Like any time you broke serve right, in yeah. that game, it was a problem spot. Yeah, when they settled for three, I think it was twenty-one fourteen, and they had to kick a field goal, and twenty-one seventeen, and that just felt like the game because other than that great play uh, where they caused the fumble and recovered, I mean, they just could not stop Alabama's offense last night. Yeah. And I'm seeing stories written today. We can talk more about this because, I mean, I, we, you don't want to overreact. Sometimes we get trapped in the moment. We get trapped a little bit in the moment. And um, th- th- there's a story out there today. Basically, Devontae Smith is a national championship hero. Of course, this is the receiver for the Alabama Crimson Tide. And then it also says, and the greatest college receiver ever. Yikes. I mean, he is great. Is he the best ever? I mean, I, I and by the way, one of the one of the saddest moments for Ohio State was watching that linebacker, Tough Borland. What a name for a linebacker. T U F. You're either a bullfighter, you're either you're either riding bulls or you're trying to play in the NFL. Tough Borland. What a great name. Did you see him, Stephen, trying to cover Devontae downfield? <laughs> yeah, he, oh, my God. He turned around that back pedal and saw Devontae was running. And, I mean, you couldn't really see his eyes from the shot, but I imagine there was some, there was some fear there as he was trying to chase him down. Just a, a terrible matchup. All right, Stephen, I want you to do an exercise real quick. Off the top of your head, name the best wide receivers under Nick Saban. The next, the best wide receivers that have played at Alabama under Nick Saban. Go. It's a pretty distinguished list. All right, I have uh, Julio Jones. I have six, six of them in mind. Um, yes. Calvin Ridley, Henry Ruggs, yes. Amari Cooper. And um, Devontae Smith, I think you could throw Jalen Waddell in that list. That's Those are the names that come to mind. All right. Interestingly, um, the, the looking at the stats and sort of the numbers and everything, 
Waddle did make the list. Ruggs did not. Okay. And maybe he just had that one electric season that, right. that, that you know, they're saying um, Jerry Judy made the list oh, instead yeah. of Ruggs. Instead of Ruggs. Yeah, Judy, so I Rid- think Judy yeah. was the number one guy. Ruggs was more of a speedster punt returner guy on that team. Yeah, I mean, I – but I mean that—that's a lot to say is best ever. They said Division One. They said uh, Randy Moss was more dominant at his apex, but he played only one Division One season for Marshall in 1997. And then he said Ryan Broyles had more prolific yardage totals, but he's less decorated in both individual awards and championships. Who is that? Is that Oklahoma? Ryan Broyles. Is that the old OU receiver, Stephen? Sounds like I it. believe so. Yeah. They now to go way back. Howard Twilly, they said, made a historic impact at Tulsa, but he played in the '60s. Okay, and then, um, and then of course Tim Brown at Notre Dame mm-hmm. that always has to come up. And then what Larry Fitzgerald did at Pitt. Yep. Was pretty huge. <laughs> yeah, and Larry, I can't remember who his quarterback was at Pitt, but. Uh, he, he was fighting through some adversity there on some of those throws. Uh, yeah, Ryan Broyles went to Oklahoma. Um, sort of a good callback there. That that would not been the first that comes to mind for me as far as greatest receivers ever, but he did put up some pretty insane numbers. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I, I, I think Devontae, I mean, he went in that tent last night, but by halftime he had done all his damage. And I, I think the sign of a great wide receiver is when you have – However long, well, I mean, obviously they didn't have that long because they just won the semifinal. But let's not act like you don't have plenty of tape on Devontae Smith. And you know if Waddle plays, he's compromised, which he absolutely was compromised. And Mechie is a is a nice player. I think I, I, Herb Street was calling him kind of Mitchie, so I'm going to say Mitchie. I kind of like how he said that. But Mitchie is a good player. And then I like that uh, – who is that number? God, they got some guy. It's like a tight end slash wide receiver. Who is that? Billingsley? He's out there running around. I kind of like him, too. And I, I, that's, that's maybe 17. Then there's a 19. I mean, they just keep coming at you with players. But listen, it's kind of like um, Mahomes said last night. Mahomes just became a fan like the rest of us, like the rest of everybody at home. Like, why don't you put everybody on him? Why don't you just try to put the whole team on him? Like, it did not matter. He just, he's just crazy. And the funny thing is, you would think to become a receiver like that, you'd have to be like the fastest guy, and he's not. He's simply not, from a speed standpoint, one of the faster receivers that's ever come along. But you can't cover him. I mean, whether it's his skills, whether it's his length of his arms, it's, it's the fact that he never drops the ball. I mean, you know, it's unbelievable. But that, that uh, Alave is a great player. For Ohio State, they got good. They got unbelievable players. Number five, whoever number five was, good player, really good player. I like that tight end that took it. Boy, took that shot to the head from number nine. Stephen, you always like it when a player gets. Uh, they, they, he got taken out for targeting, and and uh, and Herb Street says, you know that rule is put in just as much to protect the defensive player as the offensive player. Oh, really? Is that right? Because I, I saw the – I keep seeing the defensive players kicked out of the game. I never see the <laughs> offensive players kicked out of the game. Yeah, and you never you never get there, – there is a call, 
And I feel like they never call it, but I feel like there is a call if the running back like lowers his head. Maybe it's just in the NFL. Yeah, and, never uh, gets called. And runs through a guy, but that never gets called. It's always just the defender launching themselves at someone. Hey, guys, this is as much for the defensive back safety as the and it is, I'm sure as he got the, ejected last night, Matty was like, hey, refs, thanks for keeping me safe tonight, guys. He's over there crying. The guy's crying in the national championship I, I just, game. I don't understand the eject. Like, 15 yards is a significant penalty. Like, that's a first down and then some. Like, can you just adjust it to where, okay, it's a 15-yard penalty, automatic first down, but why do you have to kick people out? I, just, I think it defeats the whole purpose. Okay, I, I kind of I checked around last night, Stephen. I don't know if you did this. You and I have been known – to look at the different options. Remind me later, Stephen. I, I want to. Uh, I want to be able to uh, talk about this coach's film. Uh, uh, no, I want to talk about where where our man Saban ranks among all time greats. I think he's the greatest. I mean, with all apologies to the Bear. I mean, I and, and Daryl and all the greats. I mean, we love all these people. I mean, I you know Grant's like a second father to me. I don't know if Grant would would say that, but I think of Grant like another. I've got a great dad, so I don't need a second father. But I mean, Grant would be my second choice. But he, you know, nobody compares these days to Nick. Nick is Nick is just gone where no other coach has gone. But Stephen, I got to say, I, I turned it over the other night. I turned it over last night for a little bit to the coaches' film, and you had from Liberty. Hugh Freeze, and I got to say, Hugh's really, really highly intelligent offensive coach. We can make fun of him for dialing 1-900 escort numbers and all that, and we will, and we have. But he's he's a very, very good offensive mind, and so that was fun to kind of watch it with him. And from a defensive standpoint, Gene Chizik, who won a, uh, thanks to Cam Newton, won a national title at Auburn. Chizik doesn't coach for anybody anymore, but he sat there and kind of led the thing and did a great job. And then um, they had somebody from Wake Forest, Dave Clawson. He was, he was okay. And then they, they had, um, I think it was Sam Washington from North Carolina AT&T. And Sam, for whatever reason, was not in, like three of them were in Bristol, in like spaced out, you know, kind of in a, mm-hmm. a di- socially distanced inside a room. And then Sam Washington, the coach at, I um, hope I have that right, at North Carolina AT&T, which is historically black college, was uh was doing it remotely and Sam couldn't get in there like I wanted to hear Sam's take on everything and boy they were big body and Sam although I just think it was he was not in the room you know it's just hard if you're not in the room to get in but boy that's fun when you can hear those coaches Matt Rule's done that in the past Gary Patterson's done that that's kind of cool when they can when they can give you and it boy they start talking uh, they they started talking about smash, you know, it's a smash concept, and that's a, I mean, some of those route combinations they were talking about. That's the good stuff right there. I mean, on our station, that's what you hear from three to four mm-hmm. with Glenn Stretch Smith. Okay, but uh, from that time on, Stephen, my I was watching it with my wife, and I just kept saying stuff like that. I was like, "Honey, that was a smash concept." <laughs> A little orbit motion there, babe. A little orbit motion going on. Not a big deal. And, and you know those personnel packages. That's that's any former coach or scout. That's like their favorite thing in the world. Or these amateur people. <laughs> yeah, just that a all, list off like, personnel packages. Twelve personnel here. Yeah, it's ten personnel. Ten personnel. Okay, they're, they got Dan Quinn. They're Dan in Quinn's thirteen personnel, eighty percent of the time. 
<laughs> God, they love talking about what personnel. That's 22. That's 12 personnel. They'll do some 10 personnel on you. Meanwhile, everybody's out there like, could we get that Nickelodeon channel back? They're kind of like that Nickelodeon. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, on Nickelodeon, uh, <laughs> Hugh Freeze was getting slimed. Yeah. Yeah, I like that Skycast. Then I went over to ESPNU, and that's where they use the, what do you call those, Stephen? The, the Skycam, but also the kind of like the, what are those things called? That fly around, like the droids. What are those things called? Drones? The, uh, drones, yeah. Also, a new Baylor quarterback. But uh, the dr- those drones will kind of move around the sky. I don't think they let them into those stadiums. I don't know if they get to use drones or not. Probably not. But the Skycam was a nice. And then you kind of get to deal. All you do is hear like you're at the stadium. You just hear the PA announcer. They cut off the announcers, and you just hear, you know, like. And then when they go up tempo, Stephen, the PA guy would fall behind, and he wouldn't get the play out. You know, Master Teague, seven yards. But he'd be way back, way behind. Love that Skycam. That was good. There were some other there were some other good options out there last night. Then I went over there to uh, ESPN two, and that's when they just kind of put a bunch of people in a room and talk over each other. I got no use for that. I mean, literally, you could put my favorite my favorite person in the world, my favorite comedian, or something. You you could put Steve Martin in there and put him on the banjo, which I love hearing. Usually, Steve Martin, Edie Brickell, just put them in there. And let them sing together. I'd be like, no, I can't watch that because they're talking over each other. But uh, all right, Stephen, lots to get to. And um, I'll tell you what we're going to do next, though. We have some super exclusive audio of the, the Baylor's new offensive coordinator, Coach Grimes, next. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael LaPointe. A mix of sun and clouds this afternoon with highs topping out at 49 degrees. Partly cloudy skies tonight. We drop to 30 and mostly sunny tomorrow. Should be warmer with a high of 58. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. Jerry Hill with us, Baylor Bear Foundation, talking about the uh, just-released 25 for 25, top 25 Baylor student-athletes in the Big 12 era. This is the 25th year of the Big 12. It was tough. It was tough leaving some people off, um, great athletes, great people, that kind of thing. But, man, it's you, you just get to 25, and you have to be happy with that list. And, and so, uh, yeah, I do think, though, there will be a lot of debate over the next couple of months. That's fun, though. That's what these lists are about. They're they're about some debate, but I I think this list in particular too is about honoring a, a great era of Baylor athletics, you know, in the Big 12 era, and and honoring all these ones that have come through here. The John Morris Show, two to three p.m. weekdays here on ESPN Central Texas.
Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Why not start off the new year in a new Ram truck? The Start Something New sales event is in full swing at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. Right now, take $10,000 off MSRP on a new 2021 Ram 1500 Lone Star with 12-inch touchscreen and 20s. Or $7,000 off MSRP on a new Ram 2500 Crew Cab Bighorn. Cameron Autoplex is your Central Texas truck authority. So make that short drive and let us prove to you why it's always cheaper and easier in Cameron. Skilled trade workers are the backbone of every community and also the Army National Guard. Soldiers trained to keep the power flowing, engines running, and in every other trade needed to accomplish the mission. These soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. Corporate retirement has a lot of moving parts, and putting together a thorough plan takes careful preparation. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I've spent a lot of time thinking about retirement planning from the perspective of employees and employers. We'd like to build a relationship with you and help you chart a path toward your financial goals. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Jesse Brett Automotive. Alabama crushed Ohio State 52 24 last night to win their 18th national championship and the sixth since 2009. Nick Saban passed Bear Bryant, winning his seventh title as a head coach, and Alabama wide receiver Devontae Smith set multiple records and was named Offensive Valuable Player, even though he only played in the first half. The NCAA will not meet its self administered deadline to update rules that dictate how athletes are allowed to benefit from their publicity rights during their college careers, as the Division I Council decided to indefinitely delay a vote on the proposed rule changes yesterday. Two games in the Big 12 tonight on the men's side, TCU at Oklahoma and number six, Kansas at Oklahoma State. Number 13, West Virginia and number two, Baylor have been postponed. The Dallas Cowboys have hired former Falcons head coach Dan Quinn to be their next defensive coordinator. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Prominent member of the uh, Baylor coaching staff. Looks like they will be joining us later this week. We'll keep you posted on that. I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to say any names, but 
Looks like that, that'll be happening. And then uh, we'll, in a minute, we'll hear from uh, Coach Grimes, Baylor's new offensive coordinator, and uh, excited to visit, uh, to hear a little bit uh, from him and his sit-down with uh, John Morris, voice of the Bears. Got about 25 minutes with Coach Grimes. He had some pictures out the other day, standing on the uh, standing out there at McLean Stadium. So good to have Coach Grimes. Seems like a great guy. And we'll hear a little bit more about him and his philosophy. But uh, I'd like to uh, always like when our folks call us, 254-662-1660. We are text-friendly. We are caller-friendly. Let's go to Tom out in beautiful Woodway where the snow has melted. Uh, Thank you for taking my call. I'll make this really quick. Let me start by saying... If uh, Herb Street were on fire, I would not walk across a very narrow sidewalk to urinate on him. Wow. And along those lines, I I really wish there was some way that if networks are going to choose very biased announcers, I consider those people as evil as you know, sorry referees that make bad calls. But the announcers are worse because you have to endure them for the whole game. Why can't they come up with some kind of system to where if they're going to do that, they give you an option of Team A or Team B? And, yeah, uh, uh, you I, mean, I just now, think, Tom, I, I just hold on a Tom, leave him on there, Stephen, or have you already said goodbye to Tom? No, he's still there. I just, I just uh, popped oh, down Tom, for a minute. Oh, you did? Okay, Tom, let me just say this. Uh, Team A, now, again, I, that, that's pretty strong on Herb Street. I get what people say because he did play, played quarterback at Ohio State. Sometimes they try to keep announcers um, off of, of their alma mater's uh, games. They can't really do that with him because I, Ohio State's always in the – Final Four, and he's their lead announcer. So I, I, I want to get straight what you're saying. You would like a option A or option B to hear another broadcast or something like that? Because like no, on, no, on another the, team announcing the game. Two different announcers or some different announcers that are going to, you know, call a. I, I don't know when you know you're going to get Herb Street. I, I usually don't watch those games. In fact, I'll be honest with you, I watched very little of that game last night with the sound on. Because yeah, well, it was now so you always hearing, yeah. you know, his lame comments. You brought up one a, a few minutes ago about the targeting thing. Who in their right mind would make that kind of statement? That man is a total idiot, and I do not <laughs> like to listen to idiots, okay? <laughs> well, I feel good because uh... – some would say that you make an exception for, for the one-to-two show, but I appreciate you. I appreciate you calling in, Tom. Uh, and I get it. There are a lot of people, especially I got some buddies that uh, in SEC land, especially Aggie fans, did not care for Herb Street this year. Baylor fans in the past, going back to 2014, have not cared for Kirk Herb Street and some of the things he brings to the table. I get it, and there seems to be bias and the Aggies especially felt aggrieved this year. And, in fact, last night, one of my good buddies 
from A&M had been part of a little tweet thing, including Billy Lucci, who's from Texags.com, and I saw Johnny Manziel uh, responded to it. So uh, I, I would say Herb Street, I mean, the thing about it, Herb Street is beloved by his bosses. We should all be so lucky. He may be hated by a lot of people, like what Tom was saying, but his bosses can't quit him. And, in fact, they try to give him more games. They would like to give Fowler and Herb Street the NFL package, and they thought about trying to put them on Monday nights in addition to Saturday nights. So, Tom, I guess be thankful that you're not getting them more than you are. All right, Stephen, I want to get to this. I want to, um, uh, and people can weigh in on that, by the way. They might agree with Tom was pretty strong there. I mean, I, uh, Stephen, I think I would, uh, if our man was, uh, if Herb Street was in trouble, having some kind of uh, condition, I think you and I would reach out, try to, try to help him. And I think given, I think Tom even would, if it really came, push came to shove, because Tom, people in Woodway are nice folks. All right, um, Jeff Grimes is the Baylor's new offensive coordinator. And we're going to get Jeff soon. Uh, talk to our, our friends over there, and, and uh, we're going to make that happen. And, and uh, appreciate, always appreciate Taylor Bryan, the whole gang over there at Baylor. Jovan do a great job. And uh, we'll miss Jeremiah Dickey, but uh, we got we got really talented people over there, David Kay, the whole bunch. And so everything will just keep rolling. So we'll get uh, – We'll get Jeff Grimes on soon because, Stephen, you know, I want to get – I want you and I to really start working him over. Hey, hey, Jeff, where are you going to go to church? Have you found a church home in Waco yet? I really think we, we're going to ask the tough questions like that. What, what is that one you've been going to, Stephen? Uh, Woodway? First, first Woodway, yep. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yep, yep. Get those masks on. First Baptist Woodway. Wear those masks in there. Somebody told me last night the church in my hometown, I won't mention – what, which church? It's not mine. It's not the one I grew up in. Stephen, they said they had a, a mask service and a maskless service. No <laughs> way. The second, the second <laughs> service, they just take off their mask. But for the people it's that are kind of— Is the mask service more contemporary? Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought my buddy was going to tell me it was like contemporary and, a, you know, like a, a traditional, like we've heard before. You know, they still do that at some of these churches. And uh, he said, no, they do a mask service and a non-mask service. (laughs) Become all things to all people, I guess. Hey, you know, get them in the building. Golly, not going to say which church that is, but let's just say they don't always love instruments. All right, Stephen, let's hear some of this. This is Jeff Grimes on with uh, John Morris, the great J-Mo himself, voice of the Bears, he landed the first sit-down interview with Jeff Grimes, our own John, John Morris, who can be heard weekdays 2 to 3. Okay, immediately I lead off with you, and then J-Mo, and then Stretch, and then Tom Barfield and Garrett from 4 to 6 on game time. Quite a lineup. I mean, just a really diverse – Stephen, is diverse the right word? Okay, um, what is uh, – th- this is uh, – this is J-Mo talking to him about his uh, philosophy on offense and coaching. I think it starts with the culture more than anything else. And so what, what I've called my offense here of late is RVO. And that 
Um, little acronym, RVO is kind of a play on words, not to be confused with RPO. RPO, which stands for Run Pass Option, most people know that now, and that's a, a commonly used um, set of plays within most offenses, and we certainly have RPOs in our system as well, but more importantly is what that really stands for, and it stands for Reliable Violent Offense. Because I think there are a lot of ways that you can run plays. Again, we run RPOs, we have zone read, we have uh, vertical throws down the field, play action, drop back, quick game, zone plays, a lot of things that a lot of other people do. What's most important is how you run those plays because there are a lot of systems out there that, that can be effective. What makes an offense really go is their ability to execute those things at a higher level than the defense that you're playing against. And so the first part of that, just the reliability means that you're able to be trusted. You can do things consistently good. And I think if, if, you, if you looked at our season last year, there are a lot of stats, and you mentioned a couple earlier, but some of the stats that I'm most pleased with are the things that a lot of people don't notice, but they keep you from losing a game first. Things like penalties. We were one of the top teams in the country in, in um, committing the fewest penalties. Um, I think we were eighth in the country in giveaways, the number of times that we fumbled or intercept, threw interceptions, uh, missed assignments, those things that beat you first. I think the first thing an offense needs to do is not beat yourself. If you don't beat yourself, then you give yourself a chance to win the game. If you can't even do those things properly, then you're not even, you're not even giving yourself a, a chance. And those things are no talent issues. Those things don't take any talent. It doesn't take any talent to line up in the right spot, to get off on the right count, and do your job. Um, the next part, uh, playing with a violent, aggressive mindset, is something that a lot of other teams can't do. See, a lot of offenses can do one of those things or the other. They can play... They can play violently and they can play with aggression, but they do it in a reckless fashion and so they can't be reliable or consistent enough to go score points the way you need to. Then there are some other teams that are pretty disciplined, but they don't play with that edge. They don't play with that aggression and that toughness. And this is a, this is a physical game that's won by physical men who are willing to play with that edge, with that violence. And so whether you're talking about running the football with a violent physical nature or whether you're th talking about throwing the football down the field or for a quarterback getting hit in the face and then popping right back up for the next play, that's playing with violence. And so that mindset is the most important thing that, that, we'll, that we'll attempt to bring to the table. The next thing I would say if you look at it from a more tactical approach is I, my offense is really defined in this statement. We're an attacking multiple formation offense that runs a few plays, a lot of ways, with as much misdirection as anyone in the country. <laughs> John got a kick out of that. What, what was that last part, Stephen? He, a lot of different multiple. Multiple formations, yeah. Runs, uh, and runs it with as much misdirection as anyone in the country. Why did John find that funny? I don't know. I guess it maybe he was maybe he was an excited laugh. Golly, I I need some context. I need to I need to dip in there and see. Maybe maybe um, maybe like uh, there was some kind of hand signal. He you know something something made John laugh there. I'd like to know more about that. But uh, Stephen, does that get you going? Reliability, violence, and what's the O? Offensive. Yeah, offensive. Uh, I mean, I think it, it all makes a lot of sense, and he brings up some good points there. You know, we talk about often, well, you have to have all this, this pre-snap motion and all these confusing concepts, and 
Grimes really says, I'm really more worried about how we run what we run more than what we're running because there are a lot of ways to be successful on offense. It's, it's about the mentality and the approach. Uh, you know, I think the violent part, the physicality part, that's something that they wanted to do this year but never really established. They weren't ever able to establish their run game and, and be consistent with it. And that was a problem at times in that rule era too, and that all comes back to being better up front and developing that talent on the offensive line. I think they couldn't get Fedora to go up to the press box. He was down there trying to give pregame speeches, <laughs> and he wouldn't He wouldn't go up there to call the plays. Wouldn't be the eye in the sky. <laughs> Larry, come on now. We like you a lot, and we're going to miss you. But I'm, I'm excited about a violent offense. I like that, the aggression. And this guy, just from the little I've heard from him, Stephen, sounds like he's going to go out to Harris Creek. Kind of has that. Is Harris Creek a Baptist church? Kind of a, I would call Harris Creek kind of a Baptist slash Bible. You know, kind of a kind of a Baptist church that feels a little bit more like a non-denom to me. And uh, what's that guy's name out there, PJ? What's that guy's name, PJ Fleck? JP. Got a really good JP. I like that guy. So I, I could see Jeff Grimes going out there and really getting involved in that scene out there at Harris Creek. Used to be another one out there like Meadow Creek. Meadow Creek Baptist or something. Maybe out there in Robinson or somewhere. God, I love that place when I was at Baylor. And I'd go to and I'd go over here to Columbus Avenue, and uh, that was a good scene. Old Pastor Durham. Oh, Stephen, we're happy to have some of the Baylor students with us. Stephen, would you get up and pray for us today? We're happy to have you back here. Stephen, a young man from, from McGregor, Texas. We're happy to have him sitting up here from the front. Stephen, would you get up here and pray at the end of church? Okay, um, Stephen, do we have time to hear one more? Which one do you want to do? How does it feel to be back in Texas, or how excited are you to work with Dave Aranda? Your choice. And this is, again, Jeff Grimes, the uh, the new offensive coordinator at Baylor, on with uh, John Morris. Yeah, here's Coach Grimes on just his background in Texas and how he's uh, recruited Texas everywhere he's been. Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, I've already checked. My mom is 110 miles from where we sit right now. And so an opportunity to be close to family and, and really all of my roots are in Texas. Um, lived in Texas somewhere until I was 30. Uh, cut my teeth in coaching, high school football, graduate assistant, Division three coaching, and really spent spent um, the better part of my life somewhere in Texas and then even since then when I've when I've coached other places I've recruited Texas and so uh, just so many many not only family but friends and coaching colleagues that um, that I've heard from and just excited to be close to all right I like it I like it man from Garland Texas from the DFW area still likes to recruit the area and uh, you got some LDS folks in the DFW area and they would uh, come down there, and, and uh, Stephen, that's got to be an interesting thing. He was out at UTEP, spent some time there at, at uh, BYU, surrounded by uh, uh, Mormons in the LDS community, and uh, he is now surrounded by Baptists. Stephen, who would you rather be surrounded by? I Don't answer that. I like both, I like both those groups. Um, I cut my teeth in Waco, Texas, surrounded by Baptists, perhaps the largest amount of Baptist churches per capita in America. And, you know, that's either an attractive thing to outsiders or, a, or an unattractive thing. I don't know how they see it. I see that as an attractive thing, Stephen. There's no shortage 
of Baptist churches you can go to in Central Texas. And uh, I'm just glad you've done plenty of church hopping in the last few years. <laughs> wow. I'm I mean, sorry. I don't think two is church hopping. I'm sorry. I count the Woody McGregor. Uh, that pastor uh, and I. Three. Yeah, that pastor and I have been praying for you that you would find your way home over there to College Avenue. All right, um, Stephen, it is uh, Matt Mosley's show with Stephen Simcox. We are rolling through a Tuesday, and uh, we have a little bit more for you. Uh, Dan Quinn is the new defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. Good move, bad move. Are you happy about it? We'll hear from you guys, 254-662-1660. Great hire, average hire, bad hire. Come on. Tim Mulkey and the Lady Bears, all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The Lady Bears back in action Saturday in the Farrell Center hosting Iowa State. 6.30 for the Pizza Hut countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Saturday. This season, join Bruce Eatson and Maggie Davis-Danette for all the play-by-play of Lady Bear basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Fox Tomorrow, it's a night of season premieres with the resident and prodigal son. The two of us together? It'll be fun. First, the resident faces the biggest crisis yet. When all hell breaks loose, you find out what people are made of. Then, we're back together. It's the return of prodigal son. We get to catch a killer. To solve these crimes, he needs killer instincts. The life of a serial killer's son. It's a psycho roller coaster. And stay tuned for Weather 8 certified most accurate Mike LaPointe. If you have a business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something, then let the pros at Mallory Screen Printing and Embroidery do the job for you. They can customize your logo on t-shirts, caps, dress shirts, golf shirts, winter apparel, and more. Stickers for any occasion, banners and signs, large or small. See more at MalloryPrint.com or call 1-800-433-2220. For your next custom screen printing or embroidery, check out their full catalog at MalloryPrint.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralight, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. Now offering 0% financing for 60 months, that's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. That's 254-301-7760. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. At Genco, getting an auto loan is quick and easy. Whether you're looking to buy a new ride or save money by refinancing an auto loan you already have, Genco members enjoy low rates and flexible terms to fit any budget. Get pre-approved today and know what you qualify for. Call us, go online, or come by a branch in your area for current options and rates. Apply online for membership today. Genco FCU, my money, my future, my credit union since 1953. Member NCUA, equal housing lender. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Jesse Brett Automotive. Alabama crushed Ohio State 52 to 24 last night to win their 18th national championship and the sixth since 2009. Nick Saban passed Bear Bryant winning his seventh title as a head coach and Alabama wide receiver Devontae Smith set multiple records and was named offensive valuable player even though he only played in the first half. The NCAA will not meet its self-administered deadline to update rules that dictate how athletes are allowed to benefit from their publicity rights during their college careers as the Division I Council decided to indefinitely delay a vote on the proposed rule changes yesterday. Two games in the Big 12 tonight on the men's side, TCU at Oklahoma and number six, Kansas at Oklahoma State. Number 13, West Virginia and number two, Baylor have been postponed. The Dallas Cowboys have hired former Falcons head coach Dan Quinn to be their next defensive coordinator. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. after one, rolling along Tuesday afternoon, and we've had a lot. We Coach Grimes, we'll have him on soon, and we'll kind of dig in a little bit more. Appreciate uh, boy J Mo's coming on after us, and J Mo did some. That was a really cool interview. Enjoyed sampling some of that. Always appreciate it when J Mo shares some of those exclusives that he lands. And then, of course, uh, earlier today, we reacted to the national championship game. We'll be talking a little Dan Quinn. And, uh, Stephen, tell them where we come from today, where all the good stuff happens in Central Texas. Yeah, proud to be in our uh, Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, Matt. Go down to Allen Samuels. They have great vehicles over there on the lot and happy to have them as our studio sponsor. Yeah, old Ted, I, I'm telling you, Ted Teague is uh, he's one of the ni- nicer GMs I've run into. And and uh, I've, uh, I tell you, I just like going over the lot, looking around. I've picked you out a few trucks over the years, a couple of those big Dodge trucks. Those are some, uh, those are some great looking. The comfort level is big time. And then the look of them is pretty awesome. So uh, appreciate that. Always love being in that Alan Samuels Studios. And uh, it's really, uh, Really good group out there. Love that man. That service area is um, giant. I mean, they can they can get you in and they can get you out and do it in a very safe and efficient way. All right, Stephen. I understand as we get ready to talk a little Dan Quinn, the Cowboys' new defensive coordinator, uh, former defense coordinator of the Legion of Boom in Seattle. Boy, he goes way back to even Jim Mora Jr. He stayed over in Seattle when Pete Carroll took over. He was D line coach. Then became defense coordinator. I remember running into him at one of those Super Bowls. And was it the week that Seattle won? I think it was because I think Dan Quinn had already moved on to Atlanta for the infamous when they didn't hand it to Marshawn. And they threw the ball. Russell did. And Malcolm, Malcolm jumped. Malcolm Butler jumped the route and got the interception. And the New England Patriots beat the Seattle Seahawks. But uh, Dan Quinn's been around a little bit, had some trouble there. Got Atlanta, was the head coach for Atlanta going to the Super Bowl, but then also was known for that giant collapse in that game that they led 28-3, to I believe was the score. 
in that Super Bowl, and then Tom Brady and those Patriots came rolling back to win that one in one of the most, uh, oh, just a surreal experience for everybody involved. All right, Stephen, 254-662-1660. That is how you can reach us via text, or that is how you can reach us via the phone line. Stephen, uh, I understand the text line has been pretty busy. Yeah, one uh, 254 number says, excited for Dan Quinn, like going back to the 4-3. Love it when our people start getting into formations. But, uh, yeah, four down linemen, they, they tried that more 3-4 look this year and obviously didn't have great results. And uh, our buddy Dave and Belton chimed in. Good to hear from Dave. He said, Matt, he's happy to hear you back on the air. Uh, and he's not excited about Dan Quinn. Says all he can remember is all those epic collapses in Atlanta. Of course, he was the head coach there, not the D.C., but that's what Dave uh, that's what comes to mind for Dave when he thinks about Dan Quinn, those those blown leads in Atlanta. I've missed Dave and Belton. I mean, I miss our people, Pepe, Juan, Jose, Tom. Tom was in kind of a foul mood today, but I like Tom. Also love Richard in Woodway, one of our great friends, great Baylor supporter, man who remembers the days of the athletes being over there at Martin Hall. Was well, great. Some fun teams back in the Bridgers area era. They were uh, hanging out at Martin Hall doing their thing, and then in years later, Stephen, they ended up over at the Quadrangle, where I entered Baylor, not as an athlete, but as a student at Penland. I was uh, I was uh, I was allowed to go visit some of my buddies over at the Quadrangle, and uh, I'm telling you though, you talk about you talk about a little uh, church mouse getting over there to say hi to Santana. And Big Cat, Robin and I, Robin Jones, would become great friends later in life. But then, man, he was a senior. I was a freshman. That was like, or I, I, that was just, that was like, you know, going over to see your heroes or something. And they had Rottweilers in their apartment over at the Quadrangle. Somehow I got invited in there. Stephen, a little kid from Kaufman County, I had not had much exposure to Rottweilers. So uh, that was, it was an interesting deal. And, uh, that's why that day, Stephen, we were over there interviewing Santana and Robin. That's what came to mind. The little freshman that I was over there hanging with the big dogs over at the quadrangle. Uh, Stephen, Dan Quinn, I mean, what does it do for people? What is the hire? Do, do people get excited? Does it make their stomach turn? How You know, I, I do think, I don't know if they're excited. I think going back to the 4-3, where Demarcus Lawrence can be more effective and he can be down. He doesn't have to worry about standing up. Uh, the emergence of of Randy Gregory, if he can kind of stay clean off the field and, and continue to to rise the four three. And we used to we used to praise the work of the great Chris Richard. Oh my gosh, Chris Richard, this guy could be great. And you know he ends up. Uh, I can't remember. Maybe his contract ended. Maybe he got fired. I'm trying to remember how his time ended with the Cowboys. But at one point, they thought Chris Richard could be a head coaching candidate. And he used to be with the Legion of Boom. In fact, he was uh, the secondary coach there when when Dan Quinn was the defensive coordinator. So they had time together. Well, So we'll see if there's a, any kind of a reunion there. I thought that was interesting, Steve. Some of the reaction was like, why don't we just bring Chris Richard back? Well, I that didn't really I work mean, towards the end there. I mean that Richard yeah. Marinelli pairing it it was I mean they were bad. They were yeah, bad defense. And I'm not 
I'm not blaming it completely on either one of them, but I, I don't I don't get why people just sort of decide that all coaches are the same. Well, hey, hey, if they both were in the four three, why didn't we bring Richard back? Why didn't we make him defense coordinator? Well, I liked him. I liked the guy. But maybe, maybe they determined Dan Quinn has a little more experience, has done it longer, and he'll may be the right guy for the gig. I mean, I I get it, man. It's a tough that's a tough one out there because you do like to see, and I get it, man. In this in this day and age, we're looking at some of these hires. Hey, who'd you interview? Did you look at did you try to create more diversity? I get all that. And I support it in a big way, but I I don't think we can necessarily always just immediately go, well, they didn't take this guy. Why did they get this guy? I mean, like, you got I mean, sometimes, you know, if McCarthy thinks this guy is best, hire him, go hire him. But um, anyway, I I, uh, I I think it's going to be interesting to see. I'm not over the moon about it. I, I think I'm a little more excited about this hire than I would have been one of those guys that was just kind of a random guys that had been on McCarthy's staff in the past. You know, what's that guy's name? Steven Witt, somebody Witt, and then they interviewed another guy, was it Simmons. They interviewed a couple of guys that had been on his staff with the Packers. I heard the name Dom Capers come up. I like Dom. Dom's been around a long, long time. You know, Dom Capers was the head coach for the Texans when they started out. Dom Capers before that, I think, was the head coach for the Carolina Panthers in their early days. But Dom Capers has had some good moments in the NFL. That's a long time ago. You can't just go, well, uh, who did Mike McCarthy have for many years in Green Bay? Oh, Dom Capers. Let's bring him in. No, at some point, you got to go find the best defensive coach available, whether or not they were on Mike's staff at, at one point or not. And I'm afraid Mike had the kind of season that he's not really allowed to go bring in a bunch of McCarthy guys. So I would say of the people I heard about, that Dan Quinn is is okay. I mean, I'm not over the moon about it or anything, but there was going to be nobody other than Wade Phillips, because I just like Wade personally. There was going to be nobody that I was doing like jumping jacks about. But um, but Stephen, I think I think Dan Quinn for this for this defense is fine. Now you go find him. You got to go find him the the kind of defensive tackles that work in that 4-3. You got to get more depth at defensive end. You got to get playmakers in the secondary and you can't stand pat and go, "Ooh, we like this Donovan Wilson." Boy, that Aggie. Cuz I do like him a lot, but you need more. I don't know if Ro- I don't know if uh, Woods is the guy long term at the other safety position. You got to have more at quarterback. You can't rely on, "Well, we got that Jordan Lewis and how about that Anthony Brown? No, no, no. Some of these guys can create depth, but it looks like Diggs is going to be a starter, hopefully for a long time. You need another cornerback. Steven, I, I I don't think we can just go, Legion to Boom, it's here. Legion to Boom, Dan Quinn. He had it with Seattle. It's back. But uh, But of all the choices, I think I'm okay with this one. Yeah, he has a good resume. I mean, you know, the last few years there in Atlanta, those defenses were bad. Of course, he was a head coach. He wasn't specifically the D.C. Raheem Morris was his coordinator, but he had his imprint on those defenses. Um, As you said, though, personnel-wise, you just still have a long way to go. I don't think there's a a position group on that defense where there's defensive line, the defensive tackles um, really struggled this year. Tristan Hill had kind of a nice season before he got hurt. 
and and then Neville Gallimore had some flashes. But other than that, it, it was a very poor season. Uh, your ends, Lawrence and, and Gregory, D-Lodge doesn't get to the quarterback. I mean, we hear PFF tells us every week that he's a highly graded defensive end, and that's fantastic, but he doesn't get sacks, and that's why he's getting paid. Um, in the secondary, they need help. I think their linebackers, Jalen Smith has really struggled. So I don't see this being a top 10 defense next year, but if you can find a way to create some turnovers like they did towards the end of the season and just get more stops and give that explosive offense a chance to, to score points, then um, there's a formula to win with this defense. But, yeah, they're definitely not going to be the Legion of Boom right off the bat. There, there's a lot that has to be fixed personnel-wise along with, you know, the scheme and the coaching aspect. All right. While you were giving that answer, which I liked, I was thinking, I, I think I got a fun tweet to put out, Stephen. Okay, I want you to be looking. And it, okay. It'll go something like this. It'll, it'll just be the Cowboys under Dan Quinn, the Cowboys just need to avoid big leads. <laughs> That's not bad. I hope you don't delete it. I hope you don't delete it like your Doug Peterson Capital tweet. Oh, I had a good joke the other day and then found out some distressing news and decided, uh, decided it had become inappropriate. Uh, okay, Stephen, good work by you. Give old J-Mo a high five. I don't know if he's back in studio or not. J-Mo has taken all the protocols. He's like me. Likes to keep his distance. All right? And uh, tell everybody there at uh, – and then, again, J-Mo 2-3. to 3-4 three. Three to four is Glenn Stretch Smith, former Cowboys coach and scout. And then 4-6 to six is a man they call Tom Barfield, longtime Central Texas voice. He's four to six. And then, of course, Fox. You'll go over to Fox in the afternoon, queuing the whole gang over there. Many, many options for you now. If you want local, if you like to shop local, you'll want to be on ESPN Central Texas. All right, everybody, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Good night.